Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love. And we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. I think that we can assume that there are two stories about Jesus' childhood and each of them involve being in the temple. There's something significant about having children in worship from infancy up. Being involved in the rituals, the teaching, the practices, the praise, the prayers, it all matters. My 15-year-old granddaughter asked me on her recent visit a very important question, one that I'm very grateful to have been asked and actually continue to ponder. What is the point of church? That's a question that we probably all ask at some point, but it's, incredible, it's an incredible blessing to have been asked that and have been given the opportunity to share because that's not always the case. I'm going to ask you the same question. What is the point of this? What is the point of church? And why did Jesus' parents take him to the temple to dedicate him to God? Why bother with rituals? I mean, they had God with them and they knew it. Why in the world would they take him to the temple to be dedicated? And I really want you to think about that this week. You know, there's a longing in many believers that those that they love the most be actively involved in church. Why? I know my answer, but it may not be yours and that's okay. I don't think there is an answer. For me, it's about community, about a safe place to ask questions, to learn, to grow, a place to serve and experience firsthand the upside down way that God created his kingdom, that true joy and satisfaction and contentment don't come in worldly accumulation, but in the giving of our time, our talents, and our resources to benefit others. It's about learning the value of people, all people, including those who are not like us, those who think and understand things differently. It's about receiving and giving God's love. It's about connecting with God and with others. That's my statement. But more importantly, here's my experience. I am here today because of those who invested in me. Mrs. Doopy, my elementary school, Sunday school teacher, Jim and Helen Turbush, my youth leaders. There is a long list of people the Holy Spirit has used to inspire, teach, guide, lead, and love me. It is an extensive list. And I wanted that for my kids. I wanted it for my kids' kids. I want it for every kid. I want it for everybody, young and old. Is the church perfect? No. No. Never has been. 
probably won't be until Christ comes again. But it is God's ordained method of being the body of Christ in the world, equipped and enabled by the Holy Spirit to do God's work. And that's something I want to be a part of. Something I want all of those I care about to be involved in. This passage introduces us to two prophets, Simeon and Anna, both older adults and yet both male and female with significant important roles. Note, they have not aged out of their usefulness. They are both vessels of the Holy Spirit accomplishing such an incredible mission. Notice the work of the Holy Spirit in Simeon, giving him detailed knowledge and revelation, knowledge that he would not pass away before he had seen the Lord, and revelation that Jesus was the Christ, the promise fulfilled. He knew him when he saw him. Do you realize that that's something that the Holy Spirit will do for you as well? Because God is no respecter of persons, meaning that what he did for Simeon, he will do for you and me. We have access to God-given knowledge of our purpose, of God's plan, of the promise, of the revelations of Jesus Christ. You can know when God is in your midst. I heard a testimony about that just this morning, guys. It still happens today. If our minds are open, and more importantly, if our hearts are open, Scripture says that Simeon was righteous and devout. But notice, he was not righteous and devout so that he could earn stars in his crown, not as a means to a mansion in heaven, but he was righteous and devout for the good of others, for the consolation of Israel. Simeon wasn't a me man. He was a we man. Not a wee little man, but a man concerned about the well-being of the nation, of the world. The Holy Spirit rested on him, guided him, imparted knowledge and understanding. Oh, that we might genuinely and diligently seek the same. That the Holy Spirit might rest upon us. Actually, we have the promise of something better We have the promise of the Holy Spirit residing within us. Anna, age 84, never left the temple. She worshiped, she fasted, she prayed day and night. At 84, there may be a list of things that you can no longer do, but there is just as long of a list of things you can continue to do or new things to do. The opening line of the Advent video caught my attention. By the time the star appeared, the weight of darkness and the cost of sin had left them coming and going, but not living, praying and practicing, but not worshiping. The light entered into the world and overcame the darkness, according to Simeon's prophecy, prepared in the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people, Israel. Do you realize that's the potential that we have? We have the potential to be guided as individuals, to receive knowledge and understanding on how to do this thing, how to impart this thing, how to truly make the world a better place. If we're open 
to that guidance, if we're willing to receive that revelation, if we too aren't so stuck in our expectations of how we think this is going to work, how we think this is supposed to look, what we think is supposed to happen to what God actually wants to do in our midst, to the way God actually will work among us, to the new and relevant ways that God wants the church to step into the world. As we prepared our theme for 2024, we felt inspired to ask God to shine light on the more that we needed to receive into our lives. I believe that the Spirit is providing us with knowledge and revelation today. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is our first or our end scripture of the calendar year. That as we intentionally sought those things, that God opened the door for those things today. May we step into the new year intent to receive more Christ Because as we do that as individuals, as we become more Christ-centered and compassionate, our church will change as well. And may all we do at First Christian Church truly be that, Christ-centered. May we as individuals step into this year desiring to center our lives around Christ. And may we depart worship today truly seeking what that means and really trusting that the Spirit will rest upon us, will live within us and guide us along the way. May we grow, become strong, filled with wisdom, and may the favor of God rest upon us so that we can share that news with the world. Amen.